0: After keeping the game close in the first half, the Eagles were undone by four total turnovers in the second half, including a pick-six that was returned to the house by linebacker Deion Buchanan as the Cardinals defeated the Philadelphia Eagles 40-17 to on Sunday Night Football. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. I'm Chris McPherson, and alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese, And, Ike, we all wanted to see how would the Eagles respond going against a team that had won seven straight games in the Arizona Cardinals. Some people would say that this was maybe the best team from top to bottom in the entire NFL, even with the Carolina Panthers being undefeated. But after back-to-back wins over New England and Buffalo, how would the Eagles respond with still so much to play for? And the Eagles, again, held up their end of the bargain for most of the first half, but just came out flat in the second half, outscored 23-7, Undone by four turnovers as Arizona dominated with 40-17 victory that improved to improve to twelve and two on the season, they clinched the NFC West Division title.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. The final score in my opinion, Chris, certainly isn't indicative of, of the way most of this game was played tonight. Uh Uh, nip and tuck in that first half. I thought, really, the turning point is right before the half. Eagles fourth and one. You could take a field goal there, or you go for it on fourth down. I like the aggressive approach there from Chip Kelly going forward because i think you need to score points in order to beat a team like arizona Uh, play was not executed they gave up penetration to the right side of the offense matthews gets stuffed in the backfield and i think that sort of took a little bit of air out of the team gave arizona confidence and then for the eagles to come out in the second half not score on that opening drive give arizona the ball back they put points on the board And then things began to unravel a little bit. Turnovers there in the third quarter really is what blew this game uh, out the way that it was. But I thought the Eagles, for the most part, they came into the game, gamed, ready to go, ready to play. Um, You just, against a team like Arizona, you can't turn the ball over four times. You just cannot turn the ball over four times. And the Eagles were old, old. and two in the red zone. You got to score touchdowns when you're in the red zone.
0: Let's go back to a key fourth and one play in the second quarter. This is what everyone's going to be discussing over the next 24 hours or so. I agree with you. I do like the aggressive play call. Do you think that Chip Kelly should have had DeMarco Murray in the game as DeMarco Murray this season, as the NBC graphic showed, was a perfect 12 of 12 on third or fourth and one situations on the year?
1: Yeah, but the only problem there, and I get it, you know, he hadn't touched the ball yet. So with Ryan Matthews and Darren Sproles being the guys that have already touched the ball, I'm perfectly okay with them giving the ball to Ryan Matthews. He had the bulk of the carries in the first half. DeMarco Murray was cold. Uh, There's no telling. With that type of penetration, DeMarco Murray doesn't pick up that first down either. I think that was more to do about the blocking up front and not executing up front with the blocking than it had to do with who was carrying the ball. I mean, Ryan Matthews just didn't have a chance to get going because there was penetration on that run side
0: so Murray did get a few snaps in the first half but didn't touch the ball didn't until ball midway ball. through the third quarter of this ball game something that head coach Chip Kelly I'm sure will discuss we'll have his press conference and we'll also hear from quarterback Sam Bradford and have some all 22 analysis from NFL film senior producer Greg Cosell now I coming to the game explosive plays that was going to be a big facet of what the Eagles were going to be able to do from a defensive standpoint but All of a sudden, injuries really hamper the secondary. They lost Byron Maxwell to a shoulder injury. They lost Eric Rowe to a concussion. So at one point during the course of the game, you had players like EJ Biggers, Jalen Watkins out there. In fact, there was a snap where you had those two, along with other defensive backs, such as Chris Maragos and Ed Reynolds, all on the field at the same time. And this was already the most explosive, opportunistic offense in the entire National Football League. So that combined with the personnel that was on the field. That being said, Ike, I was quite surprised by the fact that the running game was so successful that David Johnson had that big run, that over 40-yard touchdown run, which it seemed like the entire team had a chance to be able to stop him. And to me, I thought that was very discouraging, seeing that play take take shape here because you figure the Eagles defense has been good against the run for most of the season. However, on that play, it seemed like all the energy was zapped out of the stadium.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. Listen, when you're facing a team like Arizona, you're going to have to pick your poison. They can beat you through the air and they can hurt you on the ground when you start to pay too much attention to their passing attack. And that's what Billy Davis and his defense came into the game, game planning for. Take away the deep throws, take away the big plays, the X plays, the Arizona loves. Yeah you even noticed on some plays, Arizona was still throwing the ball down the field deep, even though there was double and triple team coverage there, because that's just what they like to do. Now, the disappointing part for the Eagles defense was that they couldn't stop the run with a six-man front. And to me, you know, when you have your lineman up front taking on blocks two-gapping, your linebackers got to make the plays. Your linebackers have to scrape, they have to get off blocks, and they got to get downhill. You know, you get a play like this, this play can't happen. You know, you can't have a running back run through eight guys on your defense that had an opportunity to make a stop and they didn't another you see guys running by and sliding overrunning bouncing off tackles see plays don't happen like this unless players are missing tackles those guys were in position that was a, what a 47 yard touchdown run that should have been a six seven yard game I mean, and then you go back and you play again. I, you know, again, you see right there, guys overrunning the play. The running back just refuses to go down. And you see a bunch of guys lunging, not bringing their feet, not running through the tackles, and that's when you get big runs. You know, when you are playing a team like Arizona, you can't take away everything. I thought... The defense did a decent job against the passing game. You know, to hold this this offense to 250-something yards throwing the ball, that's a pretty decent day. But the running game is what hurt them. That's what's so disappointing.
0: Because coming into this game, you figured you were going to try to contain those X plays as much as possible, make sure the guys that John Brown, although hit a few drops, that he doesn't beat you deep too many times, that Michael Floyd, the one— Handed catch that he made against Jalen Watkins that yep, set up yes. David nice Johnson catch. last third time. Look, that was a beautiful play. Give him all the credit in the world. You try to limit those plays as much as possible, but you figure coming into it, you were going to take away the run game. That was not going to be a factor. Yeah. Chris Johnson has a broken leg. He's out until at least the playoffs. So you have the rookie in there. You figured, okay, could you contain him? Well, it obviously wasn't a chance for the Eagles or the opportunity for the Eagles to do that on this evening. So they were not able to stop him, giving up over 100 yards in the first half, three total touchdowns. He also had a couple receptions, so he hurt you in the pass game as well. So for as well as the Eagles did, trying to contain the likes of Larry Fitzgerald, who really didn't go off in a big way like he has in the past against the Eagles. John Brown, Michael Floyd, it was guys like Daniel Fells who had a big reception early in the game, and of course, David Johnson, the big story there, not just on the ground but in the air as well gaining over 100 yards and scoring the three touchdowns.
1: Yeah, I really do believe the biggest story here is David Johnson controlling the clock, picking up first downs, big runs. I mean, we've seen this run defense sort of collect itself over the past couple weeks and get back to playing defense the way we become accustomed to watching them play this season. And tonight, they took a major step back. And I don't know if it was just too much focus on the passing game and not enough respect for David Johnson back there as a running back, or they didn't maybe they didn't think the Cardinals would commit to the running game as much as they did tonight. But that's the difficulty of defending this offense, is that they have weapons everywhere and they don't mind putting it up or putting it on the ground. They'll take the points wherever they can get them, and tonight it certainly appeared as if there were some soft spots in the Eagles' run defense, and credit the Arizona Cardinals for basically recognizing that and sticking with it. I mean, that's really what it boiled down to, is that the Eagles tried to stop the running game tonight with a six-man front, and they, they just couldn't get it done with the linebacker playing the inside.
0: So the Eagles lose 40-17. to Now, the challenge for the Eagles is, on a short week, they're going to play the Washington Redskins on Saturday Night Football, the day after Christmas, and the division still hangs in the balance. But it is a must-win game for the Eagles. If they win their final two games, They win the division, but it's so tough to even think about that right now after seeing the performance that we saw here on the field tonight. We're going to send it now to Lincoln Financial Field. We'll hear from the head coach in just a little bit. But first, let's get Eagles insider Dave Spanaro's reaction to the Eagles loss to the Cardinals.
2: A 17-10 halftime deficit quickly got out of hand for the Eagles in the second half on Sunday night, and they lose to the Arizona Cardinals 40-17. Arizona rolling to 493 total yards of offense, and it wasn't just the passing game that killed the Eagles' defense. Rookie David Johnson, 187 rushing yards, three big touchdowns. Eagles' defense couldn't get off the field the entire night. As for the offense, Sam Bradford, 361 yards passing, two touchdown passes, one to Zach Gertz, one to Jordan Matthews, who had a big game, but the Eagles turning the football over three times in the third quarter. That led to 21 Arizona points. Bradford intercepted twice to go along with those two touchdown passes. The Eagles defense decimated by injuries with starting cornerbacks Byron Maxwell and Eric Rowe KO'd from the game. It just all went the wrong way for the Eagles against a very good Arizona team that clinches the NFC West. The Eagles now face their first true must-win game of the season on Saturday night when Washington comes to town. The Eagles trailing Washington by one game in the NFC East. The Eagles are six and eight and facing an absolute win or this 2015 season will not end in the playoffs. As for DeMarco Murray, Two carries, three yards, a total non-factor in this football game.
0: All right, thank you very much, Dave. And I think you succinctly said everything that needed to be put right there. The Eagles losing 40-17. to We're waiting to hear from head coach Chip Kelly at the stadium. He should be coming up in just a few moments. Uh, But to start the game off, Ike, the Eagles won the coin toss. And it's usually you don't want to complain about the – decision they make after winning the coin toss, but knowing that Arizona's strength is offense to give them the ball to start things off. What did you think of that decision?
1: Well, I, I, I've been saying since Chip took over here, you know, and it's fallen on deaf ears, I've always felt this is a offensive-oriented team, so why not put your strength on the field first if you get the opportunity to so I've always been in favor of if we win the toss we should take the ball But I understand getting the ball in the second half wanting that Ensuring yourself that extra possession in the second half if you happen to be down It gives you an opportunity to sort of get back in the game and that's sort of the way this fell Uh, but the moments leading right up to halftime where we decided to go for Uh, go for it on fourth down instead of taking the three, that could have been two opportunities there to put points on the board. So, you know, I I get it. Chip likes to have the ball in the second half first. I understand it. Um, But I've always been in favor of if you win the toss, Put that defense on – I mean, put put your offense on the field. Go down there and score points early. Set the tone. Yep. To set set the, tone the tone for the
0: course of the game. The yep. Cardinals got the ball first. They went down the field 78 yards and eight plays, and David Johnson scored the first of his three touchdowns of the evening to put the Cardinals up and put the Eagles in the early hole. Plus, it also takes some of the air out of the crowd as well. That's the other thing. You want to play off that energy. You want to play off that emotion. The fans, I think, wanted to see what the Eagles would do tonight. And, unfortunately – they just weren't up up to the task.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, it, to me, I, I was over there earlier. It, the electricity was in the building prior to the game. You know, we knew what type of barometer this was with Arizona coming in. as a very good football team. We wanted to see exactly where the Eagles stacked up against the upper echelon teams. And it was a blackout tonight. And, and like I said, that first half, you know, they were going toe-to-toe with them. I thought the defense played well in the first half. Fletcher Cox played well.
0: All right, let's head into Lincoln Financial Field, where head coach Chip Kelly is set to address the media.
3: Yeah, you know, we had Ryan in there. He's 230-pound back. Um, thought we were going to get it on fourth and one. Ball got bounced outside to the DBs, and, um, you know, it's kind of the game. We don't get it there. Um, you know, you look back at that kind of in hindsight, but I, I thought in terms of making the call that that we were going to get the you know, it's fourth and one. We think we can pound it up in there. we got two tight ends in the game. Brought a receiver over to handle the DB and then, you know, pound it up in there and see if we can get the first down.
2: How much of an asterisk do you give the defense because they're playing a couple men down, just a lot of different combinations?
3: Yeah, you know, unfortunately there are no asterisks. You know, everybody's hurt at this point in time during the season. And, um, you know, we got to make do it. Uh, the biggest disappointment is we just didn't tackle well. You know, and that's that, – that's uh, – that's really where I look at it. Def- defensively, we didn't tackle well, and offensively, we turned the ball over. Um, you know, those are the two things. But uh, every game counts, and there are there are no asterisks that you can say, "Hey, we had some guys hurt." Everybody has guys hurts at this time of year, so. What Three to- turnovers. I mean, it, was a, it
1: was a one-score game, and you turned it over three times. A scored yeah. Every turnover, too.
3: I mean, that to make yeah. Way. We, you know, and we were moving the ball too. You know, the first one was a play-action pass, um, and it just looks like we got beat around the left side. Uh, and Sam was stepping up in the pocket, but just didn't have time. Um, on Ryan's, it looked, we had a run that we, you know, we, we kind of creased him, and, and we're, we're moving it again in positive yardage. I thought we moved the ball, um, but against this team, I think they've had one turnover in the last three games themselves. Um, they had one penalty today. They had no turnovers, you know, against a really good team like that, especially a really good offensive team like that. You can't turn the football over like we did, and, uh, and expect to come out on top. So.
2: What happened on uh, the fourth? Uh, Cardinals first touchdown when Johnson ran, it looked like Billy had a sub package that got in there late. Nicole, was that the right call there?
3: I'd have to look at the film.
1: On the fourth and one, when Bruce called the timeout, did you change the look between what was there before and, 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 and the play you ran?
3: Yeah, we went in motion and we brought a guy across. So we started off in a doubles formation and we motioned to a, a trips formation. So, you know, the original look we were in was doubles when we came out of the, when we came out of the timeout. So...
2: How did Sam Bradford play, and what happened on the pick six?
3: I thought Sam played well. Um, you know, I th- again, I think we, we've got to hold, we got to catch the ball better for him. I thought he threw the ball well tonight. He got hit, um, but he, he stayed in there and uh, delivered the ball. Um, I think he got flushed from my standpoint on the on the interception. Got flushed, and then just threw it behind Ryan, who was who was uh, running the, after he chipped out, was running to the flats. Looked like he got the ball behind him. big of concern going forward, even though there's no asterisks. How big of a concern going forward with be to not have your starting cornerbacks? I mean, you got to go with who's who's available. You know, you don't get to, you know, call a timeout and say, "Hey, give us a couple more days to get ready here." And but it's at this point in time during the year, you know, we've been fortunate, we have been healthy, um, but you know, at the corner spot, we lost Nolan on Thanksgiving, you know, so now we're we were, and then you lose one and three basically, so now you're down to number four and number five. But you know, that's what we got to do, and. Um, you know, it, that's just part of the game at this point in time during the season. So. follow-up
0: to the first question, what was the plan with DeMarco tonight?
3: The, the plan where we were going to rotate the running backs. We didn't run the ball as much as we wanted to run the ball, but we rotated those three guys. We only played three tonight.
2: Did he know that he wasn't playing at a certain point? He had only a big cap on uh, in the fourth quarter. I didn't
3: see him in the fourth quarter, so that's a question for him.
1: Did you only expect him to get, like, two? You know,
3: two well, I expected us to run the ball better, so, I mean, obviously the more carries you have, the more you can distribute that, so – Again, you know, when then you get behind. It turns into a little bit more of a throwing game. So, um, that's that kind of that's what kind of happens in those games. You mentioned tackling. What was the problem there? I mean, I have to look at all the film, but I know we did not tackle well. You know, I know he's a big back, but um, we we did not do a good job tackling him tonight. And and. and uh, in the games where we haven't been successful defensively, it's come down to that. We didn't tackle well against Tampa Bay. Um, you know, I thought in the last two weeks we have tackled well on the defensive side of the ball. But today, just looking at it until you really look at the film and dissect what the issues are, I just know flat out we didn't tackle, we didn't tackle well.
0: Chip, do you think there's a big gulf between where your team
1: is and where Bruce's team is right now overall?
3: Well, there was, was tonight, so.
1: Is the big picture something you talk to the team about now, that the fact that you have two games left and if you win those two, you get to the
3: postseason? Yeah, it's more if we win that one. So it doesn't matter about two, it matters about one. So, you know, if we don't take care of business on Saturday, then there's nothing to really – there's not a second game to even talk about. So. Thanks,
0: All right, there's head coach Chip Kelly addressing the media at Lincoln Financial Field following the Eagles' loss here on Sunday Night Football to the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to hear a little bit later from quarterback Sam Bradford, but first we're going to take this quick break here on the postgame show presented by Rico.
2: What if this year we went around the table, and instead of saying what we're thankful for, we said who we're thankful for? Lincoln Financial helps provide financial security for those who are always there for you. Because this is what you do for people you love. Take charge of your now at LincolnFinancial.com. Lincoln Financial. You're in charge.
4: Hi, my name is Jim Taylor. I've been with Acme for 34 years. Our Lancaster brand beef is the best around. We cut our meat fresh every day, and we actually have customers come from other stores just for our meat.
2: Freshness is our number one priority. No one beats our fresh fish. We have the freshest apple, the crispiest lettuce. Fresh produce is what we do. We do the best cake decorating in the area, hands down.
0: 123 years strong. Come on in, you'll see the changes, you'll feel it, you'll love it. Try a one-week fantasy football league on FanDuel today. Home to more winners than any other site. Go to FanDuel.com for your free account now. Welcome back to the postgame show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagle.com. Chris McPherson alongside former Eagles linebacker Ike Reese. Chip Kelly, not really a man of too many words after this disappointing loss.
1: No, no. When you have a loss like tonight, and uh, obviously it's disappointing, um, coach is not going to have a whole lot to say, you know, because – Obviously, he's keeping his emotions under control. He has to be frustrated with tonight's uh, with tonight's loss, but um, he also knows that they they have two football games left to play. So uh, it's only so much you can do about tonight's game. They got to get back to the drawing board uh, ASAP. They play next Saturday night, so that's one less day of preparation. So they probably he and the rest of his coaches are more than likely going to head over here and get ready for the Redskins starting tonight.
0: Quarterback Sam Bradford was under siege pretty much the entire night. Four turnovers all in the second half. One of them, of course, was a fumble by Ryan Matthews, but two interceptions, one return for a touchdown by Deion Buchanan. Uh, The first fumble uh, was a sack strip by Marcus Golden who came off the edge against Jason Peters and got Sam Bradford from behind. But Bradford showed some toughness and he was able to stand in the pocket and make some good throws at times, some clutch throws. The problem was I just felt like he was under a barrage of pass defenders throughout the
1: course of the entire night. Yeah, I, to be honest with you, Chris, I, th- I thought it was his best game as an Eagle. You know, I, I thought he stood in there. He took some. He took some big shots uh, tonight. I thought he delivered some pretty good throws. You know, for the first game, I saw him. Uh, fit throws in the tight places, in the tight windows. You know, you're talking about he almost completed 70% of his throws tonight for 360 yards, and I know he has the three turnovers, the two interceptions. That, that throw right there to Brett Selling, you know, that throw going to be put one place in the, on, on the back shoulder. That That's where that throw had to go. How many times did he stand in the pocket uh, waiting for guys to get open and then take a big hit while he was delivering the throw tonight? So, I, I thought Sam Bradford had his best game. It's unfortunate that it ended up in a loss for him So he certainly won't view it as his best game as an eagle But when you just look at it from a pure quarterback performance standpoint Again, you don't you can't erase the interceptions they happen, but there were plenty of other throws Where he 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 displayed a big-time arm big-time toughness and really looked like uh, the quarterback that everyone hoped he would be when they brought him here. I, I, and against a very good defense, there's always going to be opportunities to make a, make plays against a defense that blitzes as much as Arizona blitzes because you're going to get man-to-man coverage on the back end. You just have to trust your wide receivers and put the ball up there. But to stand in the pocket knowing you're going to take big hits and still deliver those throws, uh, I thought Sam Bradford played his best game. Well, he got,
0: went down on the one-shot early in the game, and I think we all held our breath thinking yes. – did he get the sh- shoulder injured again? Was yeah. something wrong there? Was he going to be out for an extended period of time? He missed one snap and was back in there to help out the offense. Uh, some big performances by some of his past catchers, Jordan Matthews. A career high in receiving yards tonight. Had the big touchdown, even though the game was over by that point. But after the struggles that he's had over the last month, it was good to see him get more involved.
1: Yeah, it really was. And, I, and I, you know, I, what I saw tonight, I saw more throws down the field, uh, at least attempt-wise. And then Jordan Matthews needed to come back and have a big game. He's been battling, battling a little bit of a back issue here the last week or so. And uh, to see him out there tonight making tough throws over the middle, this catch right here, Here's big play early in the game that led to a field goal for the Eagles. But, you know, that's a tight window, Sam, put that ball in. And then the run after the catch. That's what we want to see. Yards after you catch the football. Uh, I thought Jordan Matthews, that's a huge throw from Sam Bradford. He had to allow Matthews to clear that second level of defenders, knowing that he had a defensive lineman coming right down the middle, that he was going to get a clean shot on him. And he laid that ball in there. Right in the bread basket, Matthews, touchdown. That's, that's half his yardage right there. That's an 80-yard. That's almost an 80-yard touchdown throw right there. But, and then it came late, but still, the throw... The standing in the pocket of Sam Bradford, and then you got to catch the ball. You got to catch the ball when it's thrown to you, and that's what Matthews did tonight. Uh, with two games left to go in the season, that's a welcome sight seeing Jordan Matthews get back on the horse. I
0: liked him getting involved in the game early. He had yeah. two third down conversions on the first drive, and that you could tell that it was going to be a night where he was going to be more involved in the offense. That with this Cardinals attack, where they blitz almost 50% of the time, there were going to be some opportunities in the middle of the field for him to be able to take advantage and get some yards, and he was able to do so. Also taking advantage in the middle, Zach Ertz. Another big game for him. Second touchdown in three weeks. Definitely good to see him get going and being the big part of the offense that I think we all expected him to be. But, of course, he came along slowly at the start of the season due to that core muscle surgery, but almost 80 yards once again, eight receptions and the touchdown. Good to see that he's involved in attacking the middle of the field as
1: well. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you knew coming into this game, the Cardinals had been... Uh, vulnerable to uh, tight ends all year, so I kind of figured Zach Ertz would have a big role in tonight's game, and you're starting to see the chemistry built up between Bradford and Zach Ertz. I've always said a tight end is a quarterback's best friend. You need a safety valve. You need someone that you can go to uh, when you're in trouble. The tight end is who the quarterback typically looks for, and Zach Ertz is finally healthy, completely healthy, after that surgery he had coming into the season, and it's starting to show on the field, And, and, and that's what you need.
0: So it's great to see that take place, the chemistry on the field. Let's send it now back to Lincoln Financial Field. Quarterback Sam Bradford meeting with the media.
5: Um, just a bad boy on my part. You know, just got to find a way to just throw that ball in the dirt right there.
4: you um, scared the crowd early, were knocked out of you?
5: shoulder? Not in there, had to skip the play. Just took another shot on that shoulder. And, yeah. Yeah. It's been since the
2: last four or five weeks, or however many, something of a resurgence since the first part of the season. Was this sort of a step down, or do you feel like you know, just a couple plays here and there tonight?
5: Um, you know, I think we did some really good things. I mean, that was a really good defense that we played tonight. Um, you know, I think they're top five in the league in total defense. and. You know, we made some plays. I mean, it's not like they shut us down all night. Um, You know, we just had too many self-inflicted wounds to really do anything. Um, You know, to not get points before halftime is frustrating. Um, You know, and then in the second half, uh, you know, the fumble I had, I think that's going to be a really big play, if not a touchdown and that's a turnover. Then we turn it over the next possession and when you're playing a really good offense and a really good team like they are, you just can't afford to do those things. Is the shoulder- <laughs> um yeah, I mean I think like with any injury, I think um you know, you take a hit on and it's not fully recovered and it's vulnerable, I guess.
1: In the first half, what were you guys able to do? It seemed like you guys were pretty much in a, in, in a good rhythm kind of throughout the first half. What was working for you guys?
5: Um, yeah, I think we just had a good mix of uh, some things going. Um, you know, I thought we had some nice runs. We also had some nice kind of, uh, you know, run pass options that they were giving us, just some quick game. Um, but, you know, I thought we had a, a pretty good balance. And, you know, made some plays in that first half.
0: Were you
4: surprised that DeMarco didn't get the ball for him
5: today? To be honest, I'm not even sure how many times. I think two. Two. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that is a little bit surprising. But, you know, we've been rotating our backs for the past couple of weeks, and you know, I think that's just kind of been the plan.
0: Sam, hey, what's the mood of this team like now? I mean, I know you, you win the last two, you're still in the playoffs, but, you know, when you. Match yourself up against an Arizona and you come up this short. I mean, you know
5: what's the mood like? Um, yeah, I think everyone's a little bit frustrated after the way we played tonight. You know, obviously, we thought that we were taking steps in the right direction and then, you know, really kept ourselves in the game, you know, up until, I don't know, midway through the third, fourth quarter and then just kind of collapsed. But, you know, like you said, the good news is, you know, we've got to have a short memory. You know, we've got to learn from this one and get ready for Saturday because it's coming quick, and uh, the next two games are really important. Are
2: the playoff scenarios something think
5: about? Think about um, no. Good. All right, thanks,
0: guys. Thanks, sir. All right, quarterback Sam Bradford briefly addressing the media following the Eagles' 40-17 loss at the hands of the Arizona Cardinals, and I think he said the right thing there at the end. They still have two games to play. It's a matter of having short memory, putting everything to the side and focusing on what they have to do over the next two weeks to get wins over Washington and the New York Giants. We're going to take a break here on the postgame show presented by Rico. More analysis right after this break.
4: Experience the power of physical therapy. At NovaCare Rehabilitation, we know the importance of an active lifestyle. If you're currently injured, let us bring that active lifestyle back to you. NovaCare is the exclusive provider of physical therapy to the Philadelphia Eagles. And with more than 100 convenient locations throughout Philadelphia and South Jersey, go to NovaCare.com today and request an appointment online or call 800 770 6682. The Eagles choose NovaCare, so can you NovaCare. The power of physical therapy. for great deals on all the best brands. Get a $50 Sports Authority cash card when you buy select GoPro cameras. Only at Sports Authority.
1: Bud Light. The perfect beer for proving victory is spelled. E-A-G-L-E-S.
0: Love the Eagles? Play the new instant game from the Pennsylvania Lottery. Players must be 18 or older. Please play responsibly. Welcome back to the post-game show presented by Rico here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com. Now it's some time for a little all-22 analysis. We talked about how Zach Ertz had a nice game attacking the middle of the field. He got the Eagles their first touchdown of the evening, a 22-yard strike from quarterback Sam Bradford. So let's welcome in NFL Film Senior Producer Greg Cosell to unveil exactly how it happened.
4: The Zach Ertz touchdown tied the game at the time at 10-10. Let's look at the play, and this is exactly what Chip Kelly's speed, tempo, offense sometimes can do to a defense, because the thing you should notice, there's only 10 defenders on the field. We're not going to count them all out, but there's only 10 defenders on the field, because the Cardinals ran a player off who shouldn't have run off the field. Now let's look at the design of the play. You're going to see Selick right here. He's going to run what we call kind of an over route You're going to see Ertz. He's going to run out and then break inside. Now what this does, Selick's over route will eat up this safety. So what you get is you get Ertz running his route on an outside leverage player, Tony Jefferson, right here. Let's clear the screen and let's watch this develop. Right here. Look what you get. You're getting this safety, react to Selick. That opens the middle of the field. You see Tony Jefferson right here reacting to Ertz's vertical stem outside. And then Ertz will break back inside. He has won right now because of Tony Jefferson's body position. So let's clear the screen. Let's run this play. Beautifully designed play. I guarantee that would have worked with 11 defenders on the field. A Zach Ertz touchdown.
0: Thank you very much, Greg. And the full All-22 review will be available on PhiladelphiaEagles.com tomorrow morning, or I should say later on this morning as it's past midnight here on the East Coast. Ike, let's take a look at the playoff scenarios facing the Eagles. And really, it comes down to next Saturday night where the Eagles have to win. It's an elimination game for them. They cannot afford to lose to Washington if they hope to win the NFC East.
1: Yeah, it sets up great. I mean, you have these... This game at home against a divisional foe, uh, a revenge game for you. They beat you down there in Washington earlier this season. You get a chance to play them for the second time in your house. And so you got to take care of business. It's at home. It'll be in prime time again. And then you go up against another foe, divisional foe, the week after that, whom you've handled pretty well over the past couple years in the New York Giants. So, I know tonight's loss is very difficult to swallow. You certainly didn't want to lose it by giving up 40 points tonight. You certainly expected a better showing. But it was always going to boil down to beating the Redskins next week. Even had the Eagles won tonight, they still needed to beat the Redskins next week so that they don't go into that final game of the season needing to win. And so that game is at home. It'll be in front of our fans. It'll be at home. Eagles got to take care of business. Everybody will be in good mood because of the holidays. It'll be the day after Christmas. Hey, it's playoff football, see? It's playoff football from here on out. The playoffs for the Eagles start now because if they lose next week, they're out.
0: All right, let's take a look at the NFC playoff standings. So the Panthers undefeated at 14-0. The Cardinals wrap up the NFC West Division title with a victory tonight. They're 12-2. Packers pretty much settled into that number three spot at this point. At 10 and 4, Washington in first place getting the win today over Buffalo 35 to 25, and Seattle probably one of the the next tier of hottest teams. Hottest after, team. yeah, you know, after, team, Car- after Carolina, Arizona, Seattle is coming up there. They're not going to win the division, but they're going to be the five seed most likely, and they will travel to whoever wins the NFC East. So if the Eagles can pull off the division title over the next couple of weeks, Seattle will most likely be the team coming to town.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you got to take care of the Redskins first. That's exactly. You take care of the Redskins first, and, and, and I'm telling you, this is a hot Redskins team. They don't play that well on the road. They have one win coming last week, I believe it was Chicago. against Chicago on the road. But Kirk Cousins is playing good football right now. They got Deshaun Jackson back finally healthy. He had another big day today. Uh, so. Uh, It's a divisional opponent. The Redskins know if they win next week, they basically clinch the NFC. So for all intents and purposes, it's a playoff game.
0: So the Redskins defeated the Eagles earlier this season, so the Eagles must win the revenge game on Saturday night, and we'll have complete coverage. Now on Monday, make sure to join us for Head Coach Chip Kelly's day after press conference at 1 p.m., and then Brian Westbrook will be in studio with Dave Spadaro for Eagles 360 at 5 p.m. That's going to do it for us here on PhiladelphiaEagles.com on the postgame show presented by Rico. For Ike Reese, I'm Chris McPherson. Everyone have a good Eagles night.